You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live, Hour 2. Can you believe it, John? Hour 2. Goes by fast. It sure does. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... John Clark. John Clark. Yep. Uncle John. Uncle John. We had a great first hour visiting with Father John Paul Gardner, Diocese of Bismarck, about contrition and how to have a contrite heart. He really explained that so well. He really did. It's just, um, it's, it's, it was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think I might be giving away my, my takeaways for the show. Don't already. do that yet. <laughs> Unless you plan on giving me just all of your takeaway time. <laughs> Why not? We also uh, visited about Our Lady. In the, in the gift, uh, an invitation to pray the rosary every day and to, to place ourselves in her arms and let her lead us. So if you missed any of the first hour, please check out the podcast. It'll be up later today because Eli is awesome. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Also available on the Real Presence Radio app. Oh, honor our fathers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had that. Yep. Honored Father Jason Lever came up with... Uh, some terrible ideas to replace, uh, well, I don't know. The macaroni and cheese was pretty good cheese, tell you what. to replace the donuts in Lent. But I think we're going to stick with the donuts. I think, I think that the powers that be are just going to stick with donuts. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, be sure to check out the podcast again online at realpresenceradio.com. Also on the Real Presence Radio app. Well, I'm really excited for this next segment because I stumbled upon this, gosh, I don't know, six months ago, maybe a little longer. And uh, I was just so moved by, by what this represented. And uh, what I'm referring to is the Warrior's Rosary. And so I had purchased a, a Warrior's Rosary, and that's the rosary I use at home. I have a rosary in, in the car. Um, but the one I use at home when we pray the rosary at home is Warrior's Rosary. And... Uh, this is just a, an incredible. You have one too. I received mine as a gift probably three years ago, and um, the imagery struck me. And which is this is kind of I don't know if it's weird or not, but <clears throat> the the feel, the weight, yeah, the heaviness. It just to me that was it was a very you know it, the intent um, f- from a, a manly standpoint really really struck me. Yeah, well, you know? the crucifix itself is a sword. Right, it's, yeah. it's it's made into a sword, and it's it's heavy duty, and it just it's to me it's powerful as a man, and it speaks to the power of the rosary as a spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. And so we're pleased to be able to have Thomas Sullivan, who's the founder of the Warriors Rosary, on the air with us this morning to talk more about this. Thomas, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We are fantastic. Thank you so much for being on with us. So excited oh, for this conversation. Pleasure. Yeah. So we're talking about the ros- uh, the Warriors Rosary, okay? Um, yeah, sure. But not everybody's near a computer. Not everybody knows what this thing looks like. Can you give <laughs> us a, a picture of what we talk about when we're talking about the Warriors Rosary? Yeah. Well, you know, I created the Warriors Rosary. Let me just give you a little background there, so you can understand what I'm saying. You know, as a former military guy. I understood that going into prayer was a combat. It was battle. And uh, when I would pray my rosary and uh, I, I would be on the battlefield slaying dragons, you know, and, and I'd open my eyes and look at my rosary, and it was pretty. It was nice. You know, it was elegant. 
it didn't reflect the weapon that I had in my hand slaying dragons. So I searched high and low. I thought, I'm just going to put a sword on my, a sword crucifix on my rosary and couldn't find one anywhere. So I decided to design one, and as I was designing the crucifix as a sword, because, you know, when you go into combat and you're slaying dragons, I wanted to feel the sword in my hand. I wanted to feel the weight of it. I didn't want to, uh, you know, be, be feeling a dainty rosary. I wanted a sword. I mean, you know, as, as a military guy, I wanted this weapon. And so as I, uh, you know, I designed and developed uh, the crucifix, it took about 10 months of two years to do that. And then... Uh, then I realized that going into combat, you never go into combat alone. No soldier goes into combat alone. Uh, so I wanted to put warrior saints on each of the Our Father medals. Uh, each of the Our Father medals were in the shape of a, of a shield. And uh, I wanted a warrior saint who was a warrior in this life and now is a spiritual warrior in heaven that I could go into combat with each time I prayed a decade of the rosary, and I would call on a different warrior for each decade, you know. Uh, and this became my special forces team. So this cre- this was what was behind the creation of the Warrior's Rosary. And uh, so uh, when we're talking about the Warrior's Rosary, uh, it truly feels like a weapon. It has a crucifix, as, as you were saying earlier, as, uh, in the shape of a sword. The centerpiece... What people will, if they don't really know, uh, will understand this, but on the front is a sword, is a shield with crossed swords, but when you flip it over, you discover some really cool imagery. At the very top is Our Lady of Mount Carmel with the child Jesus, rays of grace shining down upon a, on the queen knighting a knight. Now that whole imagery embodies the sacraments of baptism and confirmation, and the queen, Holy Mother Church, dispersing the, sac- the sacramental graces coming down from our Lord and through Our Lady, onto, through the Church, and to you and I, knighting us as soldiers on the battlefield, soldiers in the Kingdom of God, as soldiers of Christ. Uh, and that's the imagery that's on that centerpiece. So as you pray the Warrior's Rosary, you begin with the, you know, the sword in your hand. You've got this sword. And then as you move through the medals and the beads, you can call on each of these warrior saints to go into combat with you. So that's the picture, the image of what the Warrior's Rosary is. You know, when I say the, the Warrior's Rosary, I, I, so I always hold the crucifix in my hands as I'm, as I'm going through the decades. And the thing that, I, that I, I, can, I can feel it in my hand right now, just talking about it, is my thumb is on the crucifix and the back of my, on my, my index finger is on the sword. Yeah. And so, so I, I feel them both at the same time, and, and that really mm-hmm. gives me a lot of strength. You know... There's there are five warrior saints that you chose. I'm, yes. I'm I've I've wondered you know why did you choose this? I I, I think I, there's some that make a lot of sense, but and I guess they all make sense. But I'm just wondering sure. where you know where did the Holy Spirit lead you to choose the the five saints that you did? Well, the original saints I chose were my my, my criteria was they had to be knights, not just soldiers, knights. And I started finding, like, you know, Bartholomew of Jerusalem and, you know, you know these different names of knights. I was like, nobody's going to know who these people are, you know. So uh, I already put this into production. Uh, Gorelli's over in Italy, the premier Italian rosary makers, uh, were creating this. I called them up and said, stop! Because I, pray- I was praying my rosary this morning, and I just got this feeling that these are the wrong guys. Uh, I said, you know, I, I, I just know that 
We need St. Joseph as Terror of Demons as the, as the very first medal. Uh, we need to have St. Michael, uh, the Archangel, to be like the kickoff first saint on all of them. And then going through history uh, in, a, in a chronological order, it was, you know, I read the stories of, of a lot of these saints. So a lot of these, uh, uh, you, you know, just came to mind. It was, you know, I've got to have, you know, St. George under his title as the great martyr, you know, put to death under um, uh, 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 Diocletian, I believe it was, for refusing to deny his faith, you know. Um, and then, you know, we have St. Louis the Ninth. Uh, you know, he was leading the, the Crusades, and we have Ignatius of Antioch, and, uh, and, and then a little-known a little saint who was just canonized. Actually, he was blessed when I first, you know, printed or minted the, or, or pressed out the medal, if you would, St. Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio, the Cristeros. Uh, he was blessed, and I had to change it. So, you know, they, they were all warriors. Uh, they knew combat in this life through, through the years, through the last 2,000 years. And what I wanted to do was string those 2,000 years together on the Warrior's Rosary, bringing us up to date to modern times with, with Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Thomas Sullivan about the Warrior's Rosary. He created this rosary and is describing it. You know, I, Thomas, I, I really love this, the Cristieros, because uh, I had just seen a, a movie, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a perfect depiction of what happened, but uh, the imagery and everything in there is, is beautiful. And you talked about these great saints, right, throughout church history leading up to our yeah. more modern times. You know, what can we take from that as we think about our call to spiritual battle each day? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think we can take from it that, number one, it's not unique to our time. I also think that we don't go into battle alone. We're not fighting this battle every day, uh, you know, by ourselves. They're, the saints have gone before us, and we have them now. You know, when, we, when God created us and, and, and we entered into this world, He gave us a guardian angel. Why? Because we were being born onto the battlefield of life, and no soldier goes into combat alone. So he gives us a guardian angel. And as we continue through life, you know, he's given us the communion of saints, those warriors that have gone before us. Uh, and so as we pray the rosary with each of these warrior saints, we realize that we're not alone in this spiritual battle, and that there is victory, you know, that we are part of. Christ has won the victory, and, and we enter into that victory when we enter into prayer, because we enter into the combat. Um, and these soldiers are uh, these these warriors, these spiritual warriors and and physical warriors when they lived uh, are with us each time. And so it's a re constant reminder as you go through the rosary with these particular saints that these warriors are with you right now as you're doing spiritual combat. That that is that is just so true. <laughs> you know that uh, yeah. you couldn't be said better. And you know the spiritual warfare. You know the the. For the most part, I would think it's quite safe to assume that when we say the rosary, it's the, re the reflect on the life of Jesus and, and really pray yeah. through Mary and to Mary. But there's another element. Um, earlier in the show, uh, my, uh, Thomas Brand was talking about encouraging everybody to, to pray the rosary daily. And from yeah. a spiritual warfare standpoint, I can't imagine why this would 
not be a reason, if not the reason, to say the rosary every day to combat the spiritual warfare that, we exi- that we're experiencing this today. Yes. And you know, the thing that we have to realize is that there is no DMZ in life. You know, I, I'm, I, you know I, I, I've been in the military most of my adult life. There is no demilitarized zone. There's no neutral ground. You are either on the side of Christ or you're on the side of the evil one. There's no middle ground. This is why yeah. Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I'll spew, I'll spew you out of my mouth. There is no middle ground. You are in a spiritual battle whether you choose it or not. It does, you, can, you can say, I don't believe in it. Well, I don't believe in gravity either, but if I step off the roof, I'm going to hit the ground. That's right. You, know, you don't have to believe in it. It's true. It's real. You are in it, and you are in the spiritual battle. Um, make the best of it. Pick up your rosary, pick up your sword, and get in that combat. Absolutely. We are visiting with Thomas Sullivan about the Warrior's Rosary that he created, and we are going to continue this discussion when Real Presence Live continues right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thanks for staying with us as we continue our discussion with Thomas Sullivan talking about the Warrior's Rosary, a rosary he created. Because this is a battle. 
It's a spiritual battle. As we were talking about right before the break, there is no DMZ zone. There is no demilitarized zone. There's no neutral ground here. The, the spiritual battle rages between good and evil, and you're either for Christ or you're against him. So, Thomas, thanks for staying with us as we continue our discussion. You bet. You know, one of the things I was thinking about here is a battle plan, right? So, when, when you go to battle, there's usually a plan in place. And Our Lady lays out a pretty clear battle plan when she appears to the different saints throughout history and shares what she wants people to do. And it's pretty clear yeah. in her messaging because she directly says it, pray the rosary daily. And, and yet, what I'm thinking about, and, and I'm guilty of this too, because I'm starting to get into this building, this habit of praying the rosary every day. You know, how many of us really pray the rosary every day and understand it? its significance. Like, this is a powerful weapon, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, and that, in, in her multiple apparitions, you know, that we are aware of, and, uh, you know, she's called us to, to pray the rosary, and she's tried to accent just how powerful it is that, you know, back in 1917, when she appeared in Fatima, uh, she told the children, pray the rosary every day, because the rosary can stop wars. Uh, it is a powerful weapon. And what makes it so powerful is that it is united to the life of Jesus and Mary. You know, as we pray our, the warrior's rosary, we enter into the, the life of Jesus and Mary, you know, from, you know, from the very beginning of the angel uh, appearing to Mary and announcing in the, in the uh, Annunciation, uh, all the way through the life of Christ and Mary together through this. And the thing about the rosary that... that also makes it so powerful is this thing, you know, of uh, this remembrance. Um, the Jewish people understood that when you, we, to remember something is to make it present again. And when Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me when at the Last Supper, he didn't just say, just, you know, think of me when you, you know, break some bread in the future. No, <laughs> you do this in remembrance of me is to unite the past with the present and in the in the in that moment, and so the graces that are available to you and I through the Rosary, when we begin to meditate on the lives of Jesus and Mary, in that warfare, we enter into the presence. We 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 transcend time and space, and that remembrance is now one, mm-hmm. and we are there present at each of those mysteries. We are united to them. We are receiving the graces from them. And as we continue to pray through that mystery, that whole concept of remembrance is there, and those graces are there for us. And as a result, it makes it very powerful that in, in our prayer, and therefore because prayer is a battle, it makes us very um, uh, uh, um, dangerous soldiers on the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, uh, funny story, I once got pulled over on my way back from a, a gathering, and uh, for some reason I had to get out of my car, and, and the officer asked me if I had anything, any weapons or anything in my pocket, and I said, yeah, I have a rosary. Uh, I thought it was funny, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. But, you know, so a question I have, Thomas, uh, and this seems like it should be pretty straightforward, but I think it's important to talk about, you know... Why do we go to Mary to intercede for yeah. us? Why can't we just go directly to Jesus? And of course we can, but, sure. but why do we yeah. go to Mary for intercessory power? Yeah, well, I think the answer comes when you understand the concept of family. 
You see, God is a familial being. He's a family in himself. His Father, his Son, and the love between the Father and the Son is, is bound and united in the Holy Spirit. And God created us in his image and likeness. And so we image him in family. And if God calls us his children, if Jesus gave us his Father to be our Father, and himself to be our brother, how do we deny his mother? How, how can Mary not be our mother? So it, it's, it's rooted uh, in the concept of family. Mary is our mother just as Jesus is our brother, as his father is our father. And let's reflect back, number one, how, you know, who doesn't, what son or daughter doesn't want to be close to their mother? You know, we try to, we form a relationship with Christ as our brother, but what about his mother, who he gave to us from the cross when he looked down to the beloved disciple, didn't even call him John, the beloved disciple, and said, behold your mother, you know, giving to her, us, uh, giving her to us, and us to her. It's all about family. And have you ever, when you were growing up as a kid, I mean, let's go back, you know, to God the Father, we're little children. I mean, we're not sophisticated 21st century Americans who are also smart. We're little children to him. You know, we're little. And how many times have... You know, when you were growing up, maybe you went to your mom. I know I did. Hey, Mom, could you ask Dad, or could you help me here? You know, yes. I, I'd, like to mo- I'd like to ride the tractor. You know, I'm like, you know, 11 years old. I'd like to ride the lawnmower, you know. Could you ask Dad if I could do that, you know? And, and, and she would intercede for me and do that. Um, and, it's, and biblically, it has, it has precedence. When you go back to the Old Testament, you've got Bathsheba, who is, you know, the queen mother, Solomon's mom. Uh, and... Uh, you know, uh, Solomon's brother asks her, hey, Mom, could you go talk to the king for me? You know, I kind of like to, you know, uh, you know, have Abishag as a wife, you know, but could you talk to her, to, to, to the king for me? You know, and Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, walks in, and Solomon prostrates himself down before her, and he gets up, and he has a throne and seated at his right hand for her, and that began the institution of the Gibirah, the queen mother. And she Intercede on the, interceded on behalf of Israel for them. Now, they could have went right to the king, but they also, then they did, but they also went to the mother. And we do the same thing, not only in Old Testament times, but also in our own personal lives, but also in our kingdom family of God, where Christ is our brother and God the Father is our father, and Mary is our mother. So it just makes sense. Yes, sure, we go straight to Jesus, and I hope we do, but we also have one of the greatest intercessors, you know, Jesus' mother, as our mother as well. Can we talk just a, a, a little bit, Thomas, about um, what the Warrior Rosary has done for you in your life? I know that you have the Warrior Rosary International, it's, and it's um, an apostolate in a sense. And tell yes. us some of the things that you've been able to bring this special rosary to people around the world, quite frankly, and support Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, well, one of the things that we've been doing, uh, I started the Warriors Rosary International as a not-for-profit, and we we, we provide Warriors Rosaries uh, along with the materials, you know, so people understand this, around the world, uh, even in Muslim countries, ironically enough. Uh, whoever thought people would be, uh, you know, purchasing the Warriors Rosaries from the United Arab Emirates, <laughs> but they do. Um, we have a, uh, a big outreach, particularly to, to the Philippines and Southeast Asia, where um, not only are we distributing warriors' rosaries over there for those who can't afford them, but we're also using uh, profits uh, and proceeds from the sales and donations of the warriors' rosary to help feed the poor uh, and to clothe them and to help them, you know, for their medical needs, uh, housing, 
I had a guy just uh, over over December. He was from India, and he, he contacted me. He was like, you know, Tom, you know, I, I love your Warriors Rosary, and I, I just went through a devastation. I lost my house and everything. The, the torrential rains. Could you help me? And we did. We were able to step in and and, and help build him a shelter and, and and take care of him and his family. Um, but it has it has moved me personally to this these this outreach and to these efforts. Praying the Rosary has not only brought me clear vision of of combat spiritual combat and engaging the evil on the battlefield but it has also um uh, risen in me if you will this desire that hey listen our brothers and sisters worldwide are not as uh, are not as you know uh blessed i don't say we're blessed but they're not as uh, uh beneficial as we are here in the u.s we're just, they just aren't and they're struggling, and they're in the same combat that, that you and I are in. Um, and so by, by being able to provide them uh, with warriors' rosaries and, uh, and assistance in, in some of the toughest needs, we are engaging in this, the, you know, the corporal works of mercy, as we're called to do. What a fruit. I mean, that the, the, the fruits are just amazing. When, and, and you also distribute your rosaries in prisons, too. I can't imagine the testimonials. Yes. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I had a couple of prisoners that uh, when we were distributing rosaries up there, they would write to me and say, you know, I, I, I never liked, you know, we thought the rosary was feminine, but this is really manly. Now, I do have rosaries for women with women saints and Joan of Arc as the, you know, uh, coat of arms and stuff. But we're talking about the, you know, we're men, so we're talking about the men's, what's the version of it. Uh, and they, they were like, oh, this is powerful. This is, you know, re- this is really manly. And and that appeal to men, I know when I, you know, before I came back to the faith, and just real quickly, I saw the faith as feminine. The, 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 you know, my mom dragged me to church. My dad stayed home. I wanted to stay home with dad. Only women went to church. Guys who couldn't stand on their own two feet, they're the only ones. I went into military at 17, became real successful. And I, I wasn't looking for God. But when I found him, holy smokes, <laughs> I realized that there was nothing more masculine. There was nothing more warrior-ish, nothing more military than the kingdom of God here on earth that we're called to be soldiers of Christ in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think about a recent example of this, you know, <laughs> I love the fact that the, you know, the crucifix is a sword, you know, in the yeah. warrior's rosary. Cause I think about uh, it back in 2014 where Boko Haram had kidnapped 200 young girls and there was a Nigerian yeah. bishop who was praying the rosary, and Jesus appeared to him and had the sword. And as he handed him the sword, it turned into a rosary. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what we're talking about. This is, this is yeah. the weapon, and this is the power that this rosary has. Yeah, and that's that. Uh, it was Bishop uh, uh, Oliver Dash Dome, and uh, he actually has a warrior's rosary, too. That, that uh, cool. he, he possesses one. That is so cool. So, yeah. Thomas, if somebody wants to get a warrior's rosary as well, maybe for themselves, gift it to a family, where can they go to sure. find out more? Yeah, they can get it in a number of places. They could go to our website, thewarriorsrosary.com. They could also get them at the EWTN uh, uh, catalog, EWTNRC.com. And they could also probably go to their local bookstore, because we have them, too, throughout a lot of your local, book, local Catholic bookstores uh, throughout the country. Sounds so uh, there you go, thewarriorsrosary.com, EWTNRC.com, or your local bookstore. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Thomas, for being on with us. Really appreciate your time today. Oh, you're very welcome, gentlemen. God bless you guys. You and, too. Uh, never lay your sword down on the battlefield of life, huh? Amen. 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 That's yep. fantastic. Oh, 
All right, we do need to head to a quick break. And when we return, we'll talk about supernatural joy. How's that different from joy? What is supernatural joy? That's what we'll talk about next as Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 